0: Hey podcast listeners, welcome to episode 93. Excuse me, should have cleared my throat before I hit record, but that's the beauty of press and record and promising yourself you're not going to stop until the end of the episode. But I'm so glad you're here joining me for episode 93 here of the Yours Truly podcast. My name is Claire Tuning. I am the host, the non-diet registered dietitian behind our show here, and we are going back to basics on the Yours Truly podcast today because it is a solo episode. We've had so many wonderful guests for the past couple of weeks, and I figure why not space some more incredible guests episodes out by throwing in a solo episode here to tackle a topic that I've been hearing a lot about and I've been getting a lot of questions about, especially in this quarantine season of our lives. So full transparency, I am recording this in the beginning of May. It is set to come out towards the end of May. So I say this quarantine season of our lives, guessing that we'll still be in quarantine, likely social distancing towards the end of May. But if something changes and you're listening to this in real time and you're like, Claire, what are you talking about? Quarantine season was a couple of weeks ago. Know that when I was recording this, this was very, pertinent and I think where I'm going with this episode will be very relevant whether we're in quarantine or back out in our quote-unquote normal lives because let's be real conversation about food and diet talk and hearing comments from other people on our Eating choices, our food behaviors, unfortunately, I don't think is going anywhere anytime soon. Because we live in a world where it is so incredibly normalized to make comments about other people's food choices when that is not appropriate. And in my humble opinion, it is usually never that helpful. So we'll talk about more of that and all of you know what we're getting into here in a couple of moments, but I have to pause to do a weather update because who doesn't love small talk at the beginning of a podcast about the weather? I say that with a high level of sarcasm, but I feel like I always do some sort of little update before we get into the bulk of the episode. So like I said a couple of moments ago, I'm recording this in the beginning of May. Actually, I I just celebrated my birthday and I have to say this was probably the coldest birthday weather-wise that I have experienced in a long while. Seriously, if you could see me sitting here recording this right now, it's beginning of May. It should be like warm and sunny and nice outside. But here in Virginia, it's in the low 40s. I'm wrapped in a blanket wearing long pants and a sweatshirt and my fuzzy bedroom slippers because hashtag work from home life. So I know if you're listening to this and you live farther north than in Virginia or in another country where maybe your weather all year round is even more harsh, you're probably laughing when I say 40 degrees Fahrenheit is chilly. However, I really don't think at least for Virginia, this is appropriate May weather. I'm ready for the sun and the warm and all of that fun stuff that follows. But I guess I'll have to exercise a little bit of patience and knowing that I can't control the weather and hoping that it will be warmer very soon. But that concludes my weather update. Uh, I'm becoming a meteorologist on the side. If you were wondering, totally kidding, not doing that, but sometimes it feels that way because I do enjoy talking about the weather, but transitioning over to the segment of our pod where I always kick things off by featuring a post from our yours truly goal slayer free private Facebook community I'm not actually going to read a specific post today but I'm going to kind of summarize a handful of posts that have been in the community over the past couple of days because there is a very common theme amongst all of them that I promise will tie into this episode. And honestly, it's kind of what inspired me to make this episode. So some of the posts that I have been getting very frequently Here in our community, which I am so grateful that we've built this community, this support system where people jump into the comment section and they validate what the person is saying. They offer tips and support because it is so nice to not feel alone in some of these challenges or these struggles. But you know, the posts I'm referring to, they all have to deal with how do I handle this season of life? Again, quarantine season. Hopefully when this episode airs, this will still be relevant in some way. Not that I want quarantine to continue for any more time than it has to, but you get what I'm saying. But a common theme that we have been seeing is how do I manage or further my intuitive eating journey, staying focused on my body and what's best for me and regaining confidence and trust in my eating if I'm surrounded by people, whether that's a partner, maybe it's family members, maybe it's siblings, maybe it's a parent or a caretaker, whoever it might be, but I'm surrounded by these people all of the time, right, if we're still in quarantine, it is 24 seven and they are making unsolicited comments or you know, they're saying things about my food choices that are not helpful to me or they're, they're maybe really harmful or they're bringing me to a headspace with my eating that is causing me to question my choices, to further restrict, to not be able to heal from dieting or disordered eating because I have these eyes on me all of the time that no matter what I do, there's always going to be a comment one way or the other that leads that individual to a not helpful place. So again, that was me generalizing some of the posts that we've received here in our community. But I'm wondering for you, listener, who's tuning into the pod right now, does that sound familiar? Have you ever been in a scenario where you're hearing someone else make a comment about someone else's plate? Or maybe that comment is directed towards you? Or maybe you're even the one making the comment because I know I have been there before hello, future dietitian Claire. years ago before intuitive eating came into her life and all of this non-diet stuff was shown to her, right? Before I had this realization like, oh my gosh, this is the way, I was most definitely making comments about other people's food choices. So I'm just curious before we move forward, is this resonating with you? And I'm not typically one to assume because you know what they say about people who make assumptions. However, from my work with clients, from being a dietitian, from being a human in general who lives in this world that we all live in, it is so commonplace to hear these comments, to make these comments. And again, like I said at the beginning of the episode, for this whole exchange and all of these interactions to be so normalized because we're brought up in a culture that doesn't necessarily teach us to mind our own plates and it also doesn't teach us the harm that comes with not minding our own plates or minding our own business when it comes to food choices. So if you're nodding your head saying, I get it, I've been there maybe on both sides of the coin, on one side of the conversation at least. Thank you for being here, and I'm really hopeful that this episode is going to share a couple of helpful tips and actionable items for you to take and implement moving forward, whether you're the person who's receiving those comments or if you're the person making those comments. So we're going to dive into it. So what I want to say as we are diving into this conversation about diet talk food talk whatever you want to call it is i view there being a lot of different ways that you can handle this but for the sake of the brevity and organization here in our episode i'm going to boil it down to four main ways that you can think about conquering or working through challenging diet talk but before we get to those four categories strategies whatever you want to call them i want to touch back in on what i said a couple of moments ago that phrase about minding our own plates So many times I think it is helpful to understand or to believe that the person who's making the comment is doing so with a positive intention, right? I think for many of us, when we are so frustrated and we're sick of hearing these comments or making these comments, whatever side of the coin you fall on, we meet them with just frustration and aggression, and that is very valid and it's very warranted. And at the same time, I think it can be helpful if we can assume that no harm was intended by those comments, because if we assume that no harm was intended, that the person who made the comment is trying to be helpful, maybe in that space, we can hold a little bit of kindness and compassion for that individual. So it will be helpful in our tone of how we choose to respond. And maybe even instead of just responding with aggression and frustration and all of that, we can respond in a way that can help them to understand might be a little bit educational in a sense so that they know why that is not helpful and why you prefer those types of comments not to continue. So again, we can assume positive and helpful intention, but I think it's always really great to remember that the impact of the words that we say matters more than the intention behind them. You take nothing away from the rest of this episode, which I hope you will. But if you pause right now and you take nothing else away, remember this is something that I tell all of my clients. I write on social media that impact matters more than intention. It doesn't matter how much you wanted to help or how much you were trying to be nice or look out for someone's quote unquote help. I put that in heavy air quotes. But if the impact that your words have are not helpful, lead the person to second guess themselves, further restrict in their behaviors or their thought pattern, the impact of what you or anyone else is saying matters more than the good intentions behind those words. So now that we know why it is important to mind our plates, mind our own business, and we know oftentimes why that boundary is overstepped is because we live in a world that normalizes not minding our own plates and making comments about other people's food choices and other people's bodies. But we know that is not helpful and we don't want to go there if we can help it. I want to take a moment before we dive into these four tips or strategies that I have to say that before you are deciding how you are going to handle this diet talk, I first encourage you to check in with yourself and your energy levels in that moment. And what I mean by this is by checking in with you and how you're doing and how your energy is and how you're feeling when these comments are made, it can be really helpful in guiding you to the right decision for you in this moment knowing that sometimes the right decision for you when it comes to handling diet talk will be engaging in a helpful way and standing up for yourself and setting that boundary with the individual who made the comment and saying hey this is not up for discussion this is not where conversation is going i don't appreciate this the buck stops here (laughs) right so sometimes the right decision for you may be engaging in setting that boundary Other times, again, in checking with your energy levels and how you're feeling and how you're doing on the day or in the times when these comments are made, you may find that the right decision for you in that moment is choosing not to engage and not say anything and maybe distracting from conversation. I think oftentimes in this world of anti-diet culture and intuitive eating, and you know, regaining and reclaiming our sense of trust in our bodies and autonomy in our food choices, sometimes we feel that stepping back from a challenge, if that's the right word to use, or stepping back from a diety conversation and not confronting it, I almost feel like sometimes it's represented as, well, you're not doing enough then, or you're not doing the right thing on your non-diet journey if you're not evangelizing and you know turning all of these conversations into an educational session on the non-diet approach. I know I have felt that way sometimes. I have seen content that kind of makes us believe that. However, I want to provide a different perspective here because I really do feel like if you're having a day where your energy levels are low, you're having, you know, challenging moments, maybe on many sides of your life and you're really just not feeling it, right? You're not feeling up to challenging the conversation or setting the boundary. It might be the right decision for you to just back down For the moment for the day and choose to not engage in that conversation and don't view this as i'm backing down i'm not standing up for myself i'm doing all of the quote-unquote wrong things don't go there but rather i encourage you to view this as an act of self-care and self-preservation because let's be honest we've all had those days when we're not feeling it we don't want to talk we don't want to engage for whatever reason it might be Your reason is valid, and I can imagine, again, speaking from personal experience and maybe imagining how you're feeling when you're hearing these words, but I can imagine on those days challenging that comment, that conversation, whatever it might be, might bring you down even more if the conversation doesn't go exactly how you intended So again, before I dive into these four ideas or strategies for you, first step in all of these, when you hear the comment, when someone isn't minding their own plate, when you're catching flack from whoever it might be, before you decide how to respond, pause for a moment check in with you know that how you respond to these comments might be different on different days right flashback to a couple of moments ago what i was saying is make the right decision for you based on your energy levels, based on your environment, knowing that that can change and differ from day to day. In some days, the best thing for you might be standing up to this talk, setting a boundary, you know, educating someone in a kind and compassionate way. And other times, it is equally as okay to back down and say, for my self-care and self-preservation today, I'm just not going to say anything and I'm going to distract conversation because to be honest, I cannot deal with this right now. So. Now that we're clear on checking in with you is the first step to handling diet talk or challenging any of it, I want to dive in with tip one. So tip one ties in really well to what I was just saying. So if you check in with yourself and your energy levels are down, you are not feeling it, whatever is going on in your day just doesn't have you feeling like you want to engage or challenge, or stand up to this talk. Again, it's okay, and if this is the scenario, maybe your best option is to change the subject. So I made a TikTok video on these four strategies, so these might sound familiar if you follow me on TikTok or on Instagram, because I also posted it there, but the idea of changing the subject for some reason, whatever comes into my mind, the example rather that comes into my mind is someone says something, you hear it and you laugh a little bit, maybe you chuckle, maybe you have just a not so happy look on your face, but then you point over somewhere else and you say, "Look, a squirrel." <laughs> I don't know why a squirrel pops into my mind is the best way to distract conversation. But hey, whatever is in your environment, whatever's at the front of your mind that you just want to reroute conversation to, please give yourself permission to go ahead and do that to distract the individual who made the comment to let them know on a very implicit level, right? Hey, I don't want to talk about this. So we're going to talk about the squirrels. We're going to talk about the weather. We're going to talk about, I don't know, whatever else you want to talk about on that day in that moment in time that is not food, body, or diet related. There is no harm in just changing the subject and hoping the individual jumps on that train of conversation with you. If they don't, just keep changing the subject or just keep not engaging in diet talk, shut them down, don't engage, don't involve yourself. And eventually we can hope that that individual will get the message that this point of conversation that they're trying to poke and prod into is not up for conversation right now. So again, tip one, change the subject. If you do not feel like going there and you don't want to engage on any level, I have done it many times before. There is no shame or harm in that. Second tip, tip number two, I call it the friendly yet firm maneuver. And what I mean by this is you're addressing what the individual has said to you in a friendly, kind way. So you're not cussing him out and telling him to go take a long walk on a short pier or anything like that. But you're saying something like, Thanks for your concern, or uh, thanks for caring about me, or thanks for trying to look out for me, right? Just something very simple, very plain, thanking them because again, flashing back to our conversation a couple of moments ago, they might not know that the impact their words are having is harmful, they are maybe hopefully crossing our fingers, but we're hoping that they're coming with a positive intention. So we want to address whatever they're saying with a simple, I hear you. Thanks for your concern. Thanks for wondering about me or keeping tabs on me, whatever it might be. Even if you don't feel fully thankful, we're letting that person know that they are seen and heard. So then the firm part (laughs) comes with the second statement here. So what this might sound like is, hey, thanks for your concern. I'm really doing what's best for my body and making this food choice. Or hey, you know, thanks for worrying about me and my health, but what I'm eating right now feels really good for me. Or, you know, thanks for wondering about X, Y, and Z. And at the same time, I'm really hungry right now. So I'm honoring my hunger in a way that I deem fit. So I could go on with many, many examples here, but the friendly yet firm maneuver is one of my favorites because we're addressing what they've said with kindness and we are firmly and sternly saying, I'm doing what's best for me because I live in my body and I know my cues and I know my preferences. You don't necessarily know that on the same level that I do. So take that and use it for what it is worth. Now the third maneuver is what I call the clear and direct route. So I forgot to mention a couple of moments ago that these four tips or strategies, the one, two, three, four, I kind of view them in a stepwise process. Meaning maybe the first time someone says something, I change the subject. I reroute conversation and I hope they just won't bring it up again. Now, if someone brings it up again, Another time, maybe you use the friendly yet firm. You say again, thanks for your concern. I'm doing what's best for me. So again, you've acknowledged them, you've engaged them, and you set that boundary. I'm doing what I know to be best. Now, maybe if the same person brings it up again, you'll find that the clear and direct method might be a little bit more appropriate for being a little bit more firm in setting that boundary and letting them know. I don't like what you're saying. This isn't okay in my book. Can we talk about something else? So an example of a clear and direct statement might be, hey, your comments on my eating or my choices are really not helpful and they're not desired right now. So again, you're not taking it in a, in a caustic negative tone. You're not cussing them out. Hey, if that's your style, you do you. (laughs) But from what I've learned over the years of doing this to have an effective communication moment with an individual, we're meeting them with kindness. And we're just simply saying your comments, your opinions on whatever I'm doing right now, whether it's my food choice, my body, my movement choice, my rest choice are simply not helpful. And I don't want to hear them or I don't desire to hear any more of them. I find that for many individuals, especially if you're in an environment, whether it's your home, your partner saying this, your parents are saying this, your friends are continuously on your back making these comments, saying the same things over and over again. Again, you handle this in a way that feels best for you. But I really feel like for the people who keep saying the things over and over and it seems like they just don't hear you or you can't get through to them, This clear and direct method can be really helpful because you are laying down the law. You are firmly saying, I hear you and your comments are not helpful to me right now. I know you might mean them with positive intentions, but I can tell you they're leading me to a place that is not healthy for me or my mindset. So I personally love the clear and direct method, but I fully recognize it might take some time for you to work up to be in a place where you're getting there. So again, before we come into number four, which is, I don't know if funny is the right term, but it definitely requires the most umph behind it. I want to encourage you that wherever you are in your journey, listening to these words to be kind to yourself as you decide how you're going to challenge These comments because I fully recognize it is not easy, it is not simple to stand up to these comments, especially if it's coming from a superior, a loved one who just wants the best for you, but they don't necessarily see how their comments are being harmful. So hold some space for yourself, be kind as you try out some of these things and acknowledge that, like any activity, like a hobby, like a sport like public speaking, like anything that you did for the first time, you very likely got better at it or at least more comfortable with it the more that you tried it. So same thing applies here. You might not start with number three. Again, you might start with changing the subject and then being friendly about it. And then maybe a couple weeks or months later, you hop into the clear and direct, but wherever you are, just be kind to yourself and know that everybody's different and this might take some time depending on where you're coming from and the people who you're having these conversations with. So stop four on our journey here. Step four, strategy four, I call it the dash of sass. Yes, you heard me correctly. The dash of sass. So the example that I used on that TikTok that I mentioned a couple of moments ago that kind of inspired this podcast episode is saying something simple and sassy, like, hey, have you heard of minding your own business? Or hey, have you ever heard Of minding your own plate. You know, whatever it might be, this might be bordering on a little bit of attitude behind your words. You know, I I think this will really change depending on you and your personality and who you are having these conversations with, right? I wouldn't necessarily recommend a dash of sass to the new coworker who just started work on Monday, right? Because then you might not have a friend for that much longer. However, However, if it's someone who said these things again and again and again, and you've changed the subject, you've been friendly about it, you've been clear and direct, but they're still not getting it, and maybe it's someone who you know you're comfortable with, you love each other, even though sometimes you might not like each other or what each other is saying, I would recommend the Dash of Sass, clear, simple, again, direct, hey, mind your own business, or hey, mind your own plate. I'm doing what's best for me. You don't live in my body. I live in my body and I know my cues, my preferences, you know, my hunger signals, whatever that might look like for you. So I hope you found this conversation helpful about the four ways to handle diet talk. This is by no means an exhaustive list or an ex- an exhaustive strategy. There are many different ways that you can go about it. And as I've said time and time again in our recording here today, how you choose to handle this is completely up to you and your comfort level and who you're having these conversations with. But main takeaways from this episode First and foremost, commenting on someone else's plate. If you're not someone who they have asked for comments from, right, unsolicited comments about anyone's food choices, about their bodies, about their movement or rest choices is not appropriate. And no matter how well-meaning you may be, I'm willing to bet that how that individual is going to receive it is not going to be helpful or healthy for them, but rather it might lead them to second-guessing themselves, feeling distrust with their body or their cues, or maybe even spiraling into some disordered or really unhealthy behaviors along that line. Second takeaway is give yourself compassion. Be kind to yourself as you work to challenge these things. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be different for everyone. So please start where you are comfortable and know the more you challenge, the more you set those boundaries over time, the easier, I use that term lightly, but easier, relatively speaking to the first time you tried it, this might be. And last one. Uh, To be honest, I don't know if I have another takeaway. Maybe, you know, insert your takeaway here. (laughs) I don't script my episodes. I do them off the cuff. So sometimes I create these lists in my mind and I forget the last one or I never even had the last one to begin with. So maybe insert your own takeaway here for takeaway through. But as always, my friend, thank you so much for joining me on episode 93 of the pod. As I always say at the end of our episodes, please, if you find any value from today's episode or other episodes here on the podcast and you have a couple moments, I would so be forever grateful if you took a moment to tap those five stars, leave a review so other people can start to find our show and our talks here who might benefit from from them. And last but not least, if you are listening to this on any device, really, I guess this could work with, but take a screenshot if you'd like, upload it to social media, give me a tag, maybe share this episode with a friend who you're trying to subtly communicate hey, stop commenting on my plate. (laughs) Maybe you can send it to them. Maybe you can send it to friends, family members who are also looking for ways to stay independently focused on their journey and manage all of this diet talk that can be really challenging. So for the last time here on episode 93, thanks for being here. Take care and we'll see you next week. Yours truly, Claire.